Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 69. If you want to check out my past shows and notes, you can go to callthatgirl.biz slash office365. This page will have all the current notes to the show and sponsor links, and at the bottom you can go check out the past shows. So what is this show about if you're new to the show? It's about Outlook, Office 365, jobs I've done, stories I have to share. Sometimes it's just me, and sometimes I have a guest. And before we get going, I need to take a moment to thank our friends over at AppRiver. They are email and website security specialists. What I use their products for the most, and their support of course, is the email, which is the exchange, and I also uh, sell the Office 365 Business Premium. That's the two I do the most. But I also have Secure Tide for spam filtering, and some of my clients are on the encryption products, which are very nice. But they've got other things too, so if you want to check out what they have to offer, you can go to appriver.com, and then you can get in contact with my sales rep, Steve Harris. His email is sharris at appriver.com. Okay, I got that all out of the way. Now, I'm not even going to tell any stories this week because I just want to get to the interview. I am very excited to have had the chance to talk to Diane Premsky from Slipstick. She's somebody that I have looked up to for many, many years. I've um, found her fixes to be very helpful, and she's just one of those people that, in what I do in my world, she's like the goddess. So, <laughs> anyway... I'm sure a lot of you have Googled and found her slipstick pages and watched her videos. And um, so I'm going to keep this really short. Let's just get on with the show. And here we go. All right. Well, now we welcome Diane Premsky from Slipstick. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. This is such a joy to have you on the show. And the reason why is because I think everybody in the world who's ever searched an Outlook problem has come across your site. <laughs> And for those that aren't sure, Diane owns slipstick.com. That's correct, right, Diane? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, good. So, Diane's, uh, well, why don't you go ahead and tell us about Slipstick? I'll let you tell us. Well, Slipstick uh, is one of the premier Outlook and Exchange help sites on the internet. It's been around since the mid 90s. Uh, I wasn't the original founder, it was founded by Sue Mosier and she decided to get out of the business in the uh, in 2004, and I purchased Slipstick and have grown it since then. Uh, we have over a million views uh, each year. Actually, it's about six million views on the website each year. Wow! And uh, do a very good business. Have a lot of uh, people that have problems with Outlook. It's definitely a, a application that has problems that yeah. people need help with. Yeah, it definitely does. And that's why I think uh, the, what I love about Slipstick, it's pretty much a verified, you know, you've tested it already. So yes. it's not like a bait and click where you go there and you get some random forum answer and try it. You actually, and you, I believe uh, you also have a, where people can talk about the problem in the fix too, right? Yes. Yeah, I like that. So then you can see what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Diane, I've been following you for many years. And the thing is, you're very active on all these forums and the communities and such. And I don't know how you keep it all straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> I, but, lately, uh, I haven't been keeping it straight. I've actually not. Uh, I haven't been very active in the forums in the about the last year. I've just been so busy with uh, uh, just 
answering comments on my website and, and writing new articles and things like that. But I've got to get back into it because I, I learn a lot from the people that I help. Yeah. Uh, they come up with different ways of doing things that I would never think of doing. They find bugs that you have to really do things a specific way to find the bugs. And to me, that's really interesting is to, you know, learn from the other people and see how other people work oh, and yeah. try and come up with solutions for their specific needs. Yeah, I, could, I have actually seen you do that where you're like, oh, I didn't know. Let's go try this then. And it's kind of like it's real live troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of neat. Well, why don't you tell us about your very early days with your email support and how that all started? Because I don't think a lot of people ever get to hear your bio. You uh, know, well, I days. started um, back in, it was about 97, 98. I started doing uh, hanging out in Windows forums and learning about Windows. And I started problem, uh, you know, asking questions on my own. And then I started helping people with their own questions. I got into Outlook. Uh, because I found a lot of people were having problems with Outlook and there was really not that many people that were able to solve it. So I kind of slid from Windows. I was also working a lot with Excel because I worked with that at work. And I did a lot of stuff with Windows and Excel and just kind of slid into Outlook and uh, pretty much turned my back on Excel. I do still help a lot of clients with Windows. They'll call me for help with Outlook and say, can you help me with this with Windows too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of have myself a few little side things I'm still handy with. I don't like to tell people about it though. <laughs> Not unless I ask. So in those early days, were you working at a corporate job or what were you doing I, I back worked, then? Uh, I had a, a corporate job in uh, the mid nineties. Well, the early nineties, uh, I had been a stay at home mom and then got a job in uh, a company and was working with Unix computers. It was fun, but after a while it got boring and they were in financial trouble. So I put more effort into building up my windows business and nice. doing uh, customer support and just, you know, technical support, helping people. Uh, and then it just slid into outlook and now I'm, you know, pretty much outlook. Gotcha. So you kind of ran a windows business, like, like tech support and then, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I think that kind of happened to me too. Uh, I started doing Outlook support in 2000. I had my first corporate job and I always found that nobody else liked supporting it, but me. <laughs> so that's how, that's how it happened to me. And then it was just only a few years ago that I went solely Outlook with my business and that's it. So it's kind of like with you it, and we just fell in love with it probably. And that was that. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> it's, so, it's fun. You know, once you understand it and realize that Outlook has a mind of its own, uh, it's fun. <laughs> It is. It's challenging. And I actually love it when I get the calls where there's a hot mess, like they mm -hmm. got 20 problems. I'm like, good. So I get to dive in and play, you know, that's exactly. my fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we, we think alike a lot. Yeah. So the slipstick was started by somebody else. You bought it in 2004 and then you have another parent company, I believe as well, right? Well, I have, I started the business, uh, incorporated in 2000 and a friend in Germany wanted to move his programming business to the U S and we formed a partnership, uh, and that was for CDO Live, which is the email address I still use for business. And then the partnership fell apart, mm. and I got to keep the domain. Uh, 
then after that, Sue decided uh, she wanted to sell Slipstick and retire. So I purchased that and it's been, I've been all Outlook all myself since then. Gotcha. Is she a trainer, an Outlook trainer? No, she, um, she at one time she uh, did programming. I don't think she's ever worked as a trainer. She was mostly okay. into programming, uh, but she decided, you know, she wanted to retire and she knew the only way that she would that Outlook would not hook her in and, and keep drawing her in was to get a Mac. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I've decided that I'm going to get a Mac. <laughs> well, I got a Mac. You know why? Because I have to support all these crazy 2011-16 issues still. Exactly. I've I've got a Mac of my own, but I'll get rid of my Windows computer when I retire. <laughs> when you're totally done. Yeah. Yes. So do you happen to have employees that work on the site with you and help you with your research and debugging? Uh, no, I have I have some contractors that take care of the back end of the business, but mm -hmm. it's all me all the time on the front end and writing the articles. I occasionally will get someone to write an article, submit an article to the website or to my newsletter, but it's mostly just me. Yeah, wow. That's a lot. It is. That is a lot. So that's the next question I was going to have is, do you have someone to help you manage the site? Because, I mean, with that many clicks and... I mean, it is just so robust, everything you have going on. I just couldn't imagine man managing that. Uh, it's actually <laughs> pretty easy to manage now that I've got it in WordPress. Mm. Uh, and I do, you know, once it's up and running, it's, you know, pretty much runs on its own. I do manage it myself. Um, it's actually kind of fun learning to program in WordPress and PHP. I, I've got my a new job lined up if I ever get sick of Outlook. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And you can just feed off all the people on your site. <laughs> That's a marketing little gem right there, that site. Um, and which, by the way, whenever I do a blog fix and I get uh, answers from you, I always put a backlink on for you. Mm -hmm. well, because, thank you. well, the thing is, is how I think, Diane, is... I mean, this has been going on for years is like, I will get a problem. I have to research it and then I'll find 10 forms. Right. But I always go to yours first and sometimes it doesn't match, but sometimes it does. And I'm like, perfect. So I'm going to go write it up because the wording for the problem I had is a little different than yours. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like ties together. So, right. Cause it's maybe an older blog or something. And, um, yeah, and, and you know, so a lot of the older things are, you know, they do apply to the current version, but there's some things that don't. Uh, I, that's one thing that annoys me when people say, well, this is about Outlook 2013. I have 2016. It's like, well, try it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just haven't had time to update the website to say if it works with 2016 or not. Oh, exactly. How many test computers do you have? I mean, you must uh, have a few. I have uh, three computers that are actual real computers, and I have about... 10 virtual machines. Gotcha. Nice. <laughs> you you I get like some dream setup. I which machine has which setup on it. <laughs> oh, I, I really wanted to do that too, Diane. But honestly, I traveled so much I couldn't set it up. And now I've got the Mac and the laptop. The laptop has 16 on it. My master is 13. That's where I do all my stuff. Mm -hmm. I still don't like 16. All my listeners know that. It takes getting used to, um, actually after using it for a while, it, it probably took me, well, on Windows 10, it took me six months to get used to it. But once I got used to it, I'll never go back. And it's that way with Outlook that now that I've been using the new version, I won't go back. Yeah. Well, I that's have how I felt. on the, uh, Insider Fast. So I get the updates as they come out and it's, 
there's a lot of nice features in it. There's not that big of, you know, if someone has uh, 2013 installed, there's absolutely no reason to upgrade uh, to the new version unless you want to. And I actually, that goes back to uh, 2010. If you've got those two versions, uh, either of those two versions on your computer, there's really no need to upgrade to 2016. You're not going to get that much of a benefit from it. No. And the other thing I've tell my listeners this as well is that when people install 16, they have a problem. And instead of trying to troubleshoot that, I just say downgrade because it's still buggy. And uh, downgrading is, you know, how we, we build by the hour. I'm not going to spend four hours trying to troubleshoot an issue if I can downgrade them and it's fixed. Right. Because, and then I send them off to Microsoft if they really are adamant about keeping 16. I'm like, I'm pretty expensive, so go have them help. <laughs> I've honestly, Diane, I've cried real tears over this software before. And it's really frustrating to me. And now that I know how to play the game of the upgrade, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> yeah. And there's, for most people, unless they're using um, Office 365 Exchange Online, there's not a lot of benefits they're going to get from between 13 and 16. You know, with yep. a pop account or an IMAP account, it's, it's no. pretty much every this identical under the hood. Yeah, I agree. And that exchange is why most of the time people have problems with it won't connect and all that. And oh, mm -hmm. it's just a headache for me. So let's go to the next question, because this one's kind of revolving what we just said. So how do you create a new idea to fix something? Do you take it from people's uh, submissions they give you or do you just like you have to get the idea somehow? Yeah, I usually um, I get it from submissions, either in, they'll leave comments on my website or they'll send me an email. I also uh, troll the different forums looking for ideas. And uh, lately I've been getting a lot of good ideas from the Outlook user voice website where people are supposed to put suggestions in. Mm. I found they put up a lot of suggestions for features that already exist. Oh, funny. So like, okay, I'll write about this and tell people how to do what they're asking. Um, but th those are my three sources of ideas. And it's hard after doing this for 16 years of coming up with new ideas because I swear I've written about everything. I know. And that's why uh, that's why when I go, well, during my day-to-day -day calls, not everything is worth a blog, right? But sometimes mm -hmm. if I go search that exact error in my terms and it's not there, I go, oh, good one to put out. Yeah. You know, and that's how I gauge it. So I can rank pretty high up. And mm -hmm. some some of my blogs have ranked higher than Microsoft. So I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, the big one. But the, what's funny, Diane, is one of my hot blogs is Outlook cannot log on. Mm -hmm. I was ranked on like one or two in the in Google. And now all of a sudden they're starting to fix that problem more. So the, I was getting about 1200 hits a month mm -hmm. and now it's down to like 600. Yeah. So I'm happy though. I'm happy because that error sucked. Mm -hmm. It was a horrible error and it's frustrating. Yeah. Okay. So what is your favorite thing without look to troubleshoot? Let's start. With um, <laughs> I don't know if I really have anything that's favorite. I, I just like the problem solving and if I can, you know, work out what's causing a bug. I, I love doing the repro where I can actually figure out why it's happening or at least have an inkling of why it's happening. Um, I, lately, I've been doing a lot of work with sync issues with uh, where people want to sync 
outlook to their smartphones. Mm. Uh, somehow I've, people have decided I know everything there is a, to know about iCloud. And that's not true, but they still come to me for help with it. Uh, but, that you know, that's basically what I've been doing lately. It's just it's two out of three clients every week are uh, wanting help with syncing. Yeah, you know why? Because iCloud had a big update and Outlook.com did. And with the iPhone update, it's just going to be a hot mess. It's a and mess. So, you know, my answer is to iCloud, upgrade to Exchange. Yes. And, you it's know, definitely better. And it's nice now that Outlook.com is running on the Office 365 Exchange backend. Uh, you've got pretty much the same features as you would have with a commercial exchange server. Yeah. I've been telling all my folks with iCloud, as soon as I'm in a, like about 30 minutes in, I'm like, let's just move to something that's going to work better because mm -hmm. iCloud breaks and it's pretty brutal. Yeah. And I don't like it. And uh, <laughs> that's probably my least favorite job is when people make me fix that iCloud. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, it's going to be two or three hours maybe. And that's expensive for a yes. free product. Yeah. <laughs> So um, my other, uh, well, the next question is, what's your least favorite thing to troubleshoot? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say least favorite to troubleshoot. Uh, the thing that I don't really like working on are custom forms. Oh. And people have decided I'm the only person who knows anything about custom forms. Well, I have a referral for you then. I can tell you offline. Uh, this <laughs> company, uh, they do great custom form work, and I refer everything to them. Mm -hmm. And they pay a commission, so they're perfect. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you might like them. Um, but you know what? My least favorite is business contact manager. And I think I used to like it with 2007, but then it got kind of like it really went crazy with 2010. Yeah, and after 10, that, I got 13. It's it's was bad. Uh, I wasn't able to. I had problems that would not run on my computer uh, towards the end of oh. 2013, and. Then I switched to uh, 2016 when it was in beta and uh, wasn't able to use BCM anymore. Uh, it, you know, it's a nice product and I know there's a need for it, but uh, it's really, it was heavy and full of problems. Yeah, I think they killed it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, well, I... Like they, they're working on something, but it will only be available to people who buy an Office uh, 365 Exchange subscription. Gotcha. So I'm not even sure if that's going to be a good solution for a good replacement for BCM, but there really aren't. I haven't found any good contact managers software or CRM software that works good in Outlook that doesn't turn it into a slug. Yeah. There's so many plugins now for third-party software. It's... Um, I, you know, I try to handle anything that comes my way, but I've, I've decided not to get into any of the Salesforce stuff. I'll troubleshoot it lightly, but I, I had to keep my niche on just Outlook, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many little things that can go wrong with the add-ins. Oh yeah. They're horrible. Mm -hmm. But I, I've been, I mean, I knew with the Office 365, a whole bunch of the new plugins are really awesome, but I can't play with them yet. The planner won't let me do anything yet. Cause it's like still not a hundred percent there. Yeah, the, the planner, I'm not real impressed with that. It's not <laughs> doing what I would hope it would do. To me, it's just something that, well, the, what ruins it for me is you have to go to a website to work with it. Yeah. I want it in Outlook. And that's the problem, Diane, is that Office 365 is built for the cloud. Mm -hmm. And that's well, what everybody... I easily put it into Outlook. 
<laughs> well, I did try the add-on, but it won't work. So <laughs> that's why I'm like you. I'm like, I'm a desktop user, and these cloud people, like they like love OneDrive. Well, OneDrive works great in the cloud. Well, of course it does. It's a cloud product, but when you got to do the syncing, which is a plugin, it doesn't work. Yeah, it, it's actually OneDrive is working better with the new uh, OneDrive sync utility that I guess has been out about six months or so. Uh, it's actually working much better now. Yeah, I got to dive into it and test it. So, you know, the problem with me is, and this you probably have the same issue, is that we're just a one-person show. So it's right. hard for us to do the team stuff. And, I mm -hmm. mean, my Exchange account, I've got four users, so I can kind of test. But it's challenging for me to go, yeah, let's go test 20 users. It is. It's I, I <laughs> Mine's limited to, well, I've got a uh, quite a few licenses uh, from Microsoft as being an MVP, and I'm able to, to test with a lot more than, uh, you know, just three yeah. or four, but it's still hard to, it's like, I've got to remember who all's in which group. And <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, if you ever need a wingman, I'll help you do testing. <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah, well, because I got all the same stuff. But I'll tell you that, Diane, I've joked about this on the show before. I've, I was actually banned my first day on the Microsoft forums. <laughs> they didn't. I was like seeing what I could do. Right. And they, they allowed you to make a signature. So I put my signature in there and I answered a few questions. Next thing I know I'm banned. I can't get back in there. <laughs> so I'm not an MVP anything. Yeah. I, I wonder why they, because that shouldn't have done anything. <laughs> well, you know what though? I don't know what happened and I don't want to be taken off the ban because honestly it's not worth my time, but I well, answered yeah, it, question. It's very time consuming. Oh, I don't even care. I just don't log in to read answers. But I um, tried to tell this girl, I, I said, look, it's not your outlook. I believe you have a virus because I'm a computer tech, too, you know. Right. And that after that post is when I got banned. So <laughs> I was like, whatever. I'm just being helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I actually have been uh, I've been going over to this website called Experts Exchange. Mm -hmm. And there I'm finding uh, I'm learning a ton there. Because I go answer questions and then I, I read what other people are saying for their questions and I'm learning. Right. A lot. A lot. Do you ever yeah, I that? haven't gotten into answering questions at Experts Exchange. I you know, go there often and, and read to no, I haven't been there lately in the last few months, but I used to go there frequently to get ideas for articles. Uh, but I never got into commenting there or answering there because there's so many different forms that I could they're all just time sucks. So it's yeah. like I've got to just limit myself to where I work. Yeah. I see your links there though. People link all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a little waiting for someone to link my site. It's going <laughs> to be like my glory, but <laughs> I've never seen anybody link mine. They may have, and you just never <laughs> noticed it. <laughs> well, I just started participating about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, so far I've, I've, answered a lot of questions and I've won the little award. So I'm happy, you know, but the, the thing that I'm learning is about all the exchange server stuff and man, it's just a lot. It's way outside it my scope, but I learn. Mm -hmm. So another question is, do you do a lot of contracted work for end users? Like I know you have your scheduler, but do you ever get pulled into projects and people say, Hey, we need you for like six months. Uh, nothing for that long. Uh, I do do some short term uh, contracting work, but it's, you know, usually about I don't want to 
ever get involved in anything that's going to take me six months. Uh, yeah. For me, it's about a month because I've just got so much other things going on that I can't commit myself to a project for that long of a well, period. Well, that takes takes away the fun, too. I mean, that's part of what I think you enjoy is what I enjoy is the freedom to do what we exactly. want all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually some days book myself out like half days so I can just fart around. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same I actually, uh, beginning this summer, I used to allow up to four appointments a day, uh, four days a week. And this summer, I cut it back to two a day, three days a week, because I wanted some time to enjoy the summer weather and work outside and not be tied, not be tethered to my office for mm-hmm. uh, eight hours a day. Yeah, well, I think I've been doing this long enough now. I've learned to manage expectations better for clients. So I'm not like rushing anymore, working late hours. It's been actually right now is the smoothest the business has probably ever been. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, I like it because half the time I'll start a job without looking. I'm like, well, we have to go back up your email and that's going to be 10 hours because you've got, you know, 40 gigs crammed into one little PST. And and (laughs) then I'm like, so I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I'm only (laughs) in the call 16 minutes. So then I'm like, I had that scheduled for an hour. And that's where my challenges are always like that. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, we talked about this pre-show, but because you get all these requests from people, this happens to me too, is they watch your video. Then they start emailing you and say, Oh, well, how do you fix it now? And they kind of want free support. How do you deal with that? Uh, a lot. Of, it depends on the situation. If it's something simple uh, that I've got it written up on the website, I you know, I reply and give them uh, a link to the website and maybe a little bit of information in the email. But I try to ignore emails, uh, mostly because it's one on one help and it can be time consuming where if they would post it in a forum or on my website in the comment section, I can reply to it and it can help other people. So I try okay. to discourage uh, people from writing to me by email to, to look for help by email. Well, here's what you got to do, Diane, is you got to get a shortcut to your scheduler and email them back and say, hey, I'd love to help you. Here's my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Fortunately, most of the time, it's just where things, uh, they need help with something, and I've already written it up on the website. So, you know, it's it's easy enough to give them the the link to it. But, yeah, some days I think I should do that. Well, when it's a difficult question, I do say, you know, I probably should look at that. Here's my schedule and my uh price yeah that's what i tell people about my youtube i'm like well i'm 250 for two hours so that's worth it to you otherwise i I don't know what else to say you know Mm -hmm. they don't tell me anything about their problems like what version of outlook what's going on what platform that's always a problem and it's like it gets worse because you know you've got uh there's what five versions of win of outlook now that people are still using <laughs> and then and the free just ones trying, just trying to keep up with them and then they use the word outlook in you know for everything and they'll say i've you know outlook isn't working it turns out it's outlook online or it's the new uh windows 10 mail app Oh, that's right. That one. That's fun, too. I forgot about yeah, they, that. They changed that. They named that one Outlook. And uh, you've got the uh, smartphone apps or Outlook. It's like everything is Outlook. You know what? You, you know what? I didn't even. Uh, I've, I talked about this on a show before. They couldn't have named them anything different. It had to be Outlook, everything. Yeah. And and um, 
that's gonna that's a marketing fail for them, I think. I think it is too. And of course, I've been complaining about that since back with Outlook Express days, because it's very confusing to people. But they want everything to be Outlook. It's like they want Outlook to be the email, you know, to be known as email. If it's email, it's going to be Outlook. Yeah, it is. And that is funny because on the experts exchange page, when people say Outlook and they don't say what, I'm in there like. Okay, is this the online? Is this what version? What are you doing? Do you, it's so confusing. I'm surprised they didn't call it, it exchange. Is, and there's a lot of, I've seen people when I'll say on a uh, forum post, I'll say, you know, which version, what type of email account do you use? And, uh, you know, do my 64 questions before <laughs> I can help them. And then someone else will reply back and say, it's all you ever do is ask questions. You never answer the questions. You're like, well, you need to have, Outlook is so complicated and there's so many different configurations. We need that information before we can really answer the question. Yeah. And then say, whose site is this? Mine or yours? <laughs> That's what I'd say. <laughs> they don't do that too much on my website. It's usually in the forums where, when I start asking uh, all the questions, then it'll be like, well, you know, just answer the question. It's like, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> Here's a better be answer. Here's a better answer. Do you know who I am? I mean, that's what I would say. I'd be like, get out yeah, of here. I, I try not to pull that card uh, <laughs> unless someone is telling me how there's times when I'll uh, be out, you know, on an airplane or something and somebody will be talking to me about Outlook and they'll be acting like they're the expert. And it's like, okay, let me introduce you to my company. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't get many people that, that try to say like that to me, but what's funny is they always go, yeah, this should only take like 20 minutes for you to fix. I'm like, okay, you're the expert. You know how long it takes. And so to me, I get a lot of that in reply. Like they think I'm an expert that it doesn't take me long. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It takes a long time to fix this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they times say to me, how long should it take? And it'll be, oh, this is a five minute job. And We'll do a quick phone call and I'll still be working on it 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. These forum people that don't understand what we do. It's like we've got years of knowledge and yeah, we need all these questions and all that. I, um, have you ever had that happen to you on a plane before? Yeah. Like for real? Have you? <laughs> You've been recognized before? Uh, yeah. Most people don't recognize me. For a while, I didn't have my picture on the website. Uh so there weren't very many. It was the only people who recognized me were people that I had met, had already known at, uh, at different conferences. But, um, you know, so, so far I haven't had anybody that recognized me without me introducing myself first. That's funny. I, yeah, I guess, you know, I don't remember you having pictures up for a long time. Now I think about it. You know. Yeah. I, I've only had them up maybe the last year or two where I've, I've had my picture online. Yeah, well, you don't do videos with your with your uh, face on camera either, I don't think. No, I, I don't. I haven't got into that. Sometimes I think I should start doing it, but I just want to present the problem and the solution and not be distracting with uh, my picture or anything like that. Yeah, I've it's done a few videos. I when, I, when I go to YouTube and need help, uh, I fixed my refrigerator from YouTube. <laughs> And it was annoying because the guy kept shooting, you know, he kept switching from showing the refrigerator problem back to his face and, and talking. And it's like this 10 minute video. It was a 10 minute video that could have been squeezed down into two minutes easily, but he wasted so much time chattering and. 
Well, he's probably gets a lot of clicks on that, and he wants to be remembered as the refrigerator guy. Well, see, I'm I'm more in. I just want to help the people and get them on their way. So I, yeah, I haven't got into doing that. Just no short, short, sweet videos, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and they are pretty much short too. I've about yeah, a lot I, of I them are old. Mine under about two minutes. Uh, they've been slowly growing. I for a while, the, all of my videos were under a minute. But there's so many things in Outlook that it's easier to show you how to do it than it is to try and explain it. Yeah. So the videos um, are great for that, but I just don't want to waste a lot of time having uh, people watch a video to find out 30 seconds of fixing. <laughs> yeah, some of my videos, though, I do go on camera just to talk it out because it's really I'm explaining why things are happening or, or things like that. And it's really hard for me to do a video with the with the um with a screen share on that. Right. And it all depends. And sometimes I actually would have done also, Diane, it's kind of like what you do is I'll, in my blogs, I'll actually take screenshots and put them in there because I'm like, that's easier than doing a, a video or talking right. about it. Right. Yeah. But I found, and I used to have step-by-steps. Well, I still do. I, I just put one up today on how to set up Outlook uh, 2010 with Outlook.com accounts. Uh, but I, I always put the step by steps and I put the screenshots, but there's just times when people want to see the video. So yeah. I'll, I'll spend three hours making a two minute video. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I've made 80 videos since May and it's driving me up a wall. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, Diane, 2010 really, really uh, broke a couple months ago with the Outlook.com, hot, the connector. Well, the, the, if your account was moved to the new server, Okay. The Outlook connector will not work. You need to make sure you have all uh, Office 2010 updates installed. Okay. And then you can set up, use auto uh, auto account setup to add the Exchange account to your profile. Gotcha. I had, it's I it's important. So many people do not have the update installed. No. And that's a requirement. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't get that many calls for it actually, but the people that I did take, I upgraded them to 2013. It worked fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013 worked fine. Uh, 2010 should work with uh, the Outlook.com accounts for probably another two years before they retire. That uh, 2007 will probably stop working in a year or two. Uh, well. 2010 will probably work about three years yet. And then, yeah. but 2007, I, I don't see that it's going to have, uh, that it's going to work with Outlook.com for much longer than about a year. Yeah, the 2007 is scaring yeah, me. Those people definitely should be upgrading. Oh, yeah, but they love it. The mm-hmm. 2007 people don't want to go anywhere. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I, I can't. It's like I can't stand using that one anymore. And now that I've used the newer ones, um, but you know, there's a lot of things that uh, the older versions, as long as they still work, if you're just using it for calendaring or for you know proper oh. IMAP email, there's really nothing wrong with it. It's going to work fine. Yeah, I've had to. Well, here's the thing is I do migrations for to Office 365 for companies around, I don't know, one to 20 people. Mm-hmm. And as a requirement now, I have them fill out my forms to make sure no one's on 2007 because that you can't even use it. It just doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I have it on the form to check the box. What version of Outlook do you have? Because that's really critical to a good migration. 
Totally. So, Dan, one other question here for you. Um, why did they remove the manual setup in 2016, you think? Uh, for horrible. for the exchange accounts? Yeah. Uh, because when you connect with the new versions of exchange, you don't actually connect to the server as a server name like you did in the past. Uh, now it use, you get a unique HTTPS URL that connects you to your mailbox. Okay. And you can't, you don't get that until you actually go through auto discover and connect to it. Uh, plus they've, they've been working on it so that it's just simple to update or simple to set up the profile, put in your password. If you've actually used that account on your computer before, you don't even have to put in, you put in your email address. You don't have to put in the password. It'll automatically connect to the server for you and pick up the password from the credential manager. Gotcha. They're trying to make it so it's basically a zero uh, effort to connect to the server. And that was one of the things simplified. It was removing uh, the manual setup. It doesn't help people that don't have auto discover properly configured, but if they do, it's, it's just a very simple setup. Oh, I learned that the hard way, of course. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm always learning things the hard way, Diane. Yeah, that's always. that's the, that's the best way to learn, though. I know that's what makes my rates go up. <laughs> um, so there's this other thing. Now that we're talking about that, is so there's this little file in the um, app data folder that's sixteen thousand four six four k size when mm-hmm. you create an, um, an an account. Okay, what is that, and what's it for? Uh, what's the extension on that? Well, okay, it doesn't always do it. I'll go look on my computer real I think quick. If there's one, if it's an Office 365 Exchange account, the extension should be NST, and that is created to go with the Office groups that were added to Exchange Online a few months back. That that yeah. I, the default size for OSTs and these NSTs is that 16. Okay. Uh, that's Water. it. It's so, it, 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 it used to be the the PSTs would be at what two fifty six, and then they went up to five twelve. Now that uh, on the OST files, an empty one can be the uh, sixteen whatever it is. That's what it is. It's just a, an Outlook data file that just kind of like it touches it, and it's used by the 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 ones with the extension NST are used by. Uh, the Outlook groups or the Office 365 groups. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen that yet, but I'll keep that in mind. I'm just going to start playing with those groups now. They're they're getting to be where my clients are wondering what they're for, and I don't have a group. It's me. So I'm like, and how do I play? I've, I've got stuff going into them with that new flow system. Uh, I've got Twitter feeds going into it. and oh. for, for me, there's not a whole lot of use to them. If I could put contacts in a group also, uh, you know, where I could store contacts so it would be for like a shared contacts folder, they'd be perfect for me uh, because I need to share my contacts with my uh, with the person who handles my advertising. Mm. But I don't need you know, she doesn't get email. She doesn't need anything. She just needs to share my contacts. Gotcha. But I, it's hard, you know, we both use Exchange, but it would still be easier if I could just put them in the group to have a shared contacts folder there. Yeah, I just give my assistants access to my whole mailbox. 
I'm like, I, I don't really have anything private in there. Don't worry. I don't really care. <laughs> Makes it a little easier. Yeah, I've been playing with, uh, trying to play with that. And do you ever do anything with all the other products of Office 365 SharePoint? I do. We then? use SharePoint here uh, for a lot of any paperwork or, well, electronic documents. We use it for document storage. Uh, and things like that, uh, you know, so we do use SharePoint. We've been using that. Uh, I used to have an exchange in SharePoint running on servers in my basement. And then I switched over to Office 365 and moved everything up. Uh, we've been using that for, for business for several years. And that's really the only thing we use. I use Skype for business uh, occasionally with some clients that have Skype and are big on it. Most people won't use it. My employee won't use Skype, so we, you know, we can never uh, chat back and forth. Yeah. Part partly oh. is because she usually works for me at night, and she has a day job. Oh yeah. Plus, we don't. There's not a whole lot of things we need to talk about, but she just. It's easier for her to email me from her smartphone than it is to. Oh, she's uh, a millennial. Yeah. Well, no, actually, <laughs> she's my age, but. <laughs> She's a she's an older millennial then. <laughs> That's funny. I I've been dealing with these millennials for a while now. It's pretty funny. But you know, with my SharePoint, um, I've been playing with it a lot too. But see, I share a lot of Dropbox files with other people that aren't in my enterprise. Yeah, and if, so. if, if you're sharing files with people, it's actually easier with Dropbox uh, or Box than it is with OneDrive or with SharePoint. It's just so much easier to to share with those. Yeah. There's a product I've been kind of uh, testing for a while that Harmon.ie. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard it. I've used it off and on in basically to test it, but I'm not using it full time. Yeah. My next show next Sunday is with the vice president of their uh, product development. So you can check that show out and you'll learn more about it. I yeah, I'm excited because I've already been testing it. And then I want to hear more about it from them. So I got them on the show. That's good. Yeah. All right, Diane. Well, I think we're about uh, done with all my questions. Do you have any closing thoughts or ideas you want to share with the, the crew? Um, not really. It's just Outlook is a lot of fun. You just have to let it do its own thing. <laughs> yeah. Google for answers. Don't take bad answers. <laughs> only only follow the advice of Diane and myself. Yeah, that's that's the one of the big problems with online support is knowing whose answer is right because you'll get a lot of crazy uh, answers and it's like I read them and think this person doesn't know anything. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I get the craziest requests. I've got a Gmail account set up with my iCloud. We're sharing contacts and that goes through my Android. And then that syncs with my iCloud and it's just all these big messes. I'm like, I just wish there was just one easy answer, mm -hmm. but then I wouldn't make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my dream, my dream is my nightmare. All right, Dan. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I'm really, well, thank uh, you for was, having me. I was very excited that, uh, I didn't get lost in your inbox there. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, um, just figuring out how to close the show, I got lost there for a sec. Well, anyway, thank you for coming on the show. And I'm going to close the show now, Mitch. One second here. Um, oh, also, let's, um, uh, Diane, if you have any links and stuff you want to put out, you can just send me an email and I'll put it in the show notes, okay? Okay. So, all right, great. Well, folks, if you have a story to share, want to be a guest on my show, contact me. And uh, if you need to hire me, I'll also put my information in the show notes and I can help you with your migration or outlook issues. 
Uh, this has been a Heyman Hendrickson production, audio supported by Mitch Heyman. Thank you to our sponsor, App River and Podbean, for hosting. That's it, gang. See you next week.